I'm Robert Therrell. And I'm Chase Bridges. And we're both screenwriters. Listen along each week as we either work together to write a new short film or go head to head with competing movie pitches. This is Written By. by podcast um i don't know why i said podcast like that but uh you didn't hear anything i said before that which is good because i was i was talking trash <laughs> you also you you've forgotten to call it a show have you gone back to calling it a podcast or? i would prefer to call it a show uh-huh. but i'm forgetful okay <laughs> um pretty big on austin butler's stan twitter right now Really? I don't know if you knew that. I didn't know uh, that. The new trailer for that movie he's in about motorcycles. Do you see that? No. What it is It dropped. This? It was pretty cool. And I, I quote tweeted it, and I was like, Austin Butler might be the coolest man on the planet. Yeah. And Austin Butler stand Twitter. They agree. Oh, me and, nice. Me and them, we've been talking all day. Nice. Uh, <laughs> it's that, That's the fun thing about Twitter is if you just say the right thing about the right person their fans could all find your tweet and swarm to it like that's that's how i got that one tweet yeah i mean like 60 60k likes or something mine is nowhere near that mine's like 50 likes but on twitter dude that's big i mean i think you are the only person out of like our whole squad that has had a viral tweet which is yeah it's funny because like it didn't it didn't do anything for my followers at all Mm. None of my other mm. tweets have done that. It's just a random, it hit Stranger Things and Playboy Cardi fans at just the right time. And honestly, there's only two types of people. Yeah. <laughs> so you just hit everyone. Yeah. I will say we got we got like 10 views for a single with fangs from that. So There you go. Yep. Uh, a win's a win. Speaking of winning, hey, the past few weeks have been rough views-wise for us online yeah and everyone online social media i mean by the time this comes out this has been a while but uh big win this week yep big win all across the board both of our pitches did well on instagram we finally did a decent sized video on tiktok for the first time in a while youtube we gained like 15 subscribers nice this is the big big win this week views wise (laughs) <laughs> I don't know what else. It's I your mean, turn. I mean, <laughs> hey, it's, it's social media stuff is so weird because like yeah. it feels like oh that's a win, but it's kind of like well the algorithm robots were just like all right, hey yeah we'll give you something. And what's funny is most of it just came because everyone on you on uh, everyone has watched the same YouTube video I have yeah, and so they're all just like you got this from Sam. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that guy was that big. Yeah, I was I was literally watching one of his videos when our video went up, so that's he was like fresh on my mind. But yeah, it's I, I don't I don't mean to be a doubter. I I just I don't that's the thing about social media. It's like the amount of work we have put into the thing has yeah. not changed no. across the board ever. So it's like it just It's uh what do you do? It makes me feel like uh it gives me the energy to cut another clip. Okay. No, you know what yeah. I mean. Yeah. When it gets seen. Speaking of things that getting seen, 
seemed. It seemed. <laughs> I was trying to think of like a bit to do for this episode. Yeah. And so I was sitting there and I was like, what if I was just mean to Robert the whole time? Because <laughs> usually we're very cordial on this podcast. But then the second, this, yeah. the second that this camera's off, uh-huh. we hate each other. We, yeah, the second this camera turns off, we're going to get into it yeah, yeah, about yeah. this. Yeah, we, we argue every day about uh, really important stuff like... Uh, Uh, the Illuminati. Yeah, because I'm I'm trying to join. Yeah, <laughs> and I have I have a little hookup, but uh, you know I don't I don't want to ruin my chances just yet. Like I'll let everyone else into the Illuminati once I'm for sure into the yeah, Illuminati. No, that's understandable. See, I mean, it, I've gone right back to being cordial. <laughs> this I understand. Bit we're supposed to. <laughs> no, I understood though. That's very logical. Uh-huh. <laughs> I wouldn't want to mess that up for you either. You know, I yeah, don't want to yeah. I don't want to be the reason we both don't get in. <laughs> i've been i've been reading mike Morky's book that's actually oh. when you ask me what i've been doing that's kind of what i've been doing i've been i'm over halfway through his book and it is Wild. it is so funny watching a pathetic dude just essentially write fan fiction about himself yeah but uh yeah, yeah he he talks about almost getting into the illuminati oh really yeah. so he he actually brings that up well he says that's that's like the highest circle of satanism according to him oh, is, the is the illuminati and then the person in charge of the illuminati is satan himself i i miss when i was that's interesting yeah I, I miss when the Illuminati was like this fun thing. Mm-hmm. And then you get older and you get smarter and you realize it's just like boiled in like anti-Semitism and stuff. Yeah. And you're just like, yeah. oh, it's not fun. To... Now it's not fun. Exactly. It yeah. used to be fun. <laughs> the <laughs> you say, Were you about to say something? I was just thinking, I mean, you, you have to pivot to like other fun conspiracy theories. Yeah. like. Uh, Bush did 9-11. <laughs> yeah, that was not not at all. That's not at all political. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, the Titanic was sunk on purpose. That's a fun one. Oh, yeah. I don't think that uh-huh. one... Yeah. I, mean, I was even thinking like, like cryptids are kind of fun conspiracy theories in a way. 100%. And that's what I'm here for. The reason I thought it would be a funny bit to just be mean to Robert was because today's episode is all about supervillains. I was like, hey, how'd your supervillain movie go? <laughs> I learned very quickly I messed up. <laughs> really? <laughs> Robert started being like, yeah, I did this. And I mean, he didn't, he, we never talk about what we did ahead yeah, of time, but he was yeah. just like, this is what I was like. I was Googling this and I was like, oops. Uh oh. <laughs> uh... Wait, you... Okay, well, okay, listeners, the plan, <laughs> the plan was this new. Kang the Conqueror? Movie? No, 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 Craven. Craven. Oh, Kang is the other. <laughs> See, I don't even. Craven, the Spider-Man villain who got bit by a lion and now has that is super not... hunter powers. <laughs> that is not the origin. <laughs> no, that is in the trailer. He gets bit by a lion and there's lion blood that goes into. <laughs> Wait, is that really what the movie's doing? Yeah, have you not seen the trailer? No. 
he gets like lion or tiger blood or something. He's Charlie Sheen. He's Charlie Sheen. Oh man, I I love that actor, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Is that yeah, his name? he looks he looks like he's gonna be good in the role. But I was telling you this. We decided we were gonna pitch supervillain movies because. Yeah. That's a thing that's happening now. Yeah. Joker movie. Now that yeah. Sony doesn't like Venom. have like all the rights to Spider-Man, they're just making all the Spider-Man villains doing solo yeah. movies. Carnage. And... and we're like, we could pitch one of those. Yeah. And make one good. Yeah. So we, in our texts, it said, it's like, yeah, we'll do a super villain movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I made up my own. <laughs> oh, I made okay. my own comic book villain. Okay. Uh, <laughs> which, looking back on it now, is pretty dumb because then, like, we can't capitalize on <laughs> a popular supervillain. I mean, the whole reason we do these, like, tie in things is for the SEO and we can get yeah. those clips to pop off. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's on me. But I'm proud of what I came up okay. with. Okay. <laughs> okay. Great. Great. So you did a popular supervillain. I did a supervillain. Oh say no, we popular. both. We both. <laughs> I feel like every opportunity we have to grow this show, we just. Uh... We're like, but what if it's more fun if we didn't? What if it's more fun? <laughs> exactly. I mean, I don't think we're ever. I don't think we're ever gonna have a clip go as viral as our Pixar, uh, yeah. Woody movies. Yeah, that was just the perfect time with the Buzz Lightyear uh, movie and everything. Yeah. I mean, this could have been that, though. This could have been that. You my know, bad. Well, uh, well, I hope the listeners enjoy this episode, because uh, <laughs> we got some super villain movies to pitch to y'all today. We got uh, an original, and uh, I guess the way that you said it made me think you picked the most obscure super villain you could find. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. Okay. <laughs> I think I go first this I week. think you do, yeah. Um... I also want to point out, I did I did a little different this week. My pitch is a little different this week. Okay. I don't have a super tight plot. Okay. But I got a lot of world building. Okay. Nice. <laughs> nice. I was having fun. Okay. So let me lead you to this. You and George R. R. Martin. So yeah, yeah, good company. Yeah. I'll finish my pitch eventually. Um, <laughs> so you're gonna get the movie made before you finish the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> so it's gonna Hey, work harder, not smarter. <laughs> yeah. um, so, supervillain, I've had an idea for a while for like a superhero movie or just like, I don't know, just a story in general. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this is the perfect time to use it. Okay. Because I think it's a pretty cool concept. I don't know if it's been done. It probably has. Yeah. But it interested, it interested me. So, um, I reworked it a little bit. For the, to match the the super villain centered movie theme, and uh, yeah, this is what I came up with. Okay, so I'm gonna give you the opening scene, and I'm just gonna give you a bunch of kind of like world building okay, stuff, nice. and then I do have kind of an ending. Okay, but here we're just gonna jump right into it. Okay, all right, we open. It's a group of like five or six middle school boys, and um. It appears to be like a sleepover kind of thing. Uh, the smallest boy, they keep calling Richie. And you, know, you can just kind of tell he's trying his best to fit in. But, you know, when you get a group of teenage boys, there's like that one they all kind of like choose to pick on. Yeah. Like just kind of like the the weakest link. Uh-huh. He's trying his best to, to you know, 
fit in, um, but he's smaller. He's, you know, very skinny. And uh, anyway, out of the backpack, one of them pulls out a Ouija board. And uh, they all are excited. They're like, oh, we got a Ouija board. Uh, and Richie does not look excited at all. He looks very nervous. He's like, oh, my God, that's so scary. And, you know, teenage boys, they're like, I let's try and talk to some dead bitches, <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he's like, I don't I don't know, guys. Maybe we should. I don't think my mom. And they're like, oh, your mommy, your mommy. Oh, you don't think your mom, you know, and they're, they're picking on him and. And they're like, yeah, he's just too scared. And he's like, I'm not scared. I'm, I'm not afraid. Mm. And anyway, so they, they start playing with the Ouija board. And he's he's in. He's got his hand on the little thing. And uh, they kind of pull a prank on him by making it move. And it spells out, kill Richie. And he starts sobbing. He's so scared. And they immediately just start laughing at him and be like, it's just a prank, Richie. Ah! You know. And um, the next night, he's sitting alone in his room. He still seems kind of upset. And uh, he notices that they left the Ouija board at his house. And he's like, I'm not scared. And he pulls it out. And he starts using it. And it starts to work. Like, it actually starts spelling something out. And next thing you know, he starts hearing whispers. And there's like these like glowing swirls going around the room and they fill the, the screen and then the screen goes white. We get the opening title sequence, which is like, you know, you have the opening credits. And then while the opening credits are going, we're just like seeing different news reports saying stuff like 12 year old Richie Smith disappeared at home today. No one has no one has been able to find this poor boy. Richie Smith's father arrested today in the disappearance of the small child and blah, blah, blah. You know, just all these, like, news clips. Where is Richie Smith? Title sequence ends with text on the screen that says, 10 years later. Um, we fade back in, and we see this sullen-faced young man sitting in this disgusting jail cell. He's got markings and tattoos all over his body. And uh, he looks rough. He looks underfed, and he looks insane. Like, he just looks crazy. And uh, it's very – it kind of – the camera locks in on his eyes, and that's where we can really see that's Richie, the little okay. boy. Um, we hear one of the prison guards, John Doe, uh, on the door for chow, which is a thing that they say in jail. I don't know if y'all have ever been. Uh, you would know. Yeah, you know me. Uh, <laughs> cell door slides open. He makes his way into the chow hall, which is what they call the cafeteria. I don't know if y'all been to jail, but <laughs> just a little thing I know. Um, with the rest of the prisoners, and like imagine like Batman Arkham Asylum type mm. prisoners. Like these aren't like vandals; yeah. these are supervillains. Mm. And um, he sits down at a table and he's watching the TV on the screen. There's guards walking around everywhere. It's like high max, and the TV screen is talking about another sighting of the ghost of drake danger and uh, when that name is said one of the prisoners freaks out and just throws a fit they're throwing stuff the guards restrain him and carry him out and the criminal beside richie leans over and he's like that's who busted him who and he nods to the screen and he's like that new hero he's been putting people out left and right 
he's supposedly like that ghost of uh, some some wrestler from the nineties. And Richie kind of pe- pe- perks up at ghost. He's like a ghost. He's like, yeah, crazy, right? And Richie's eyes kind of like lock onto the screen, and we just see the picture of this superhero. And uh, and he's like just kind of like locked on, and, and he's just like, I'll be the judge of that. Very soft spoken guy. I don't know why I'm doing character work for this, but <laughs> very soft spoken guy. No, I like it. Okay. That's the opening scenes. Okay. Now I'm just going to start throwing stuff at you. Okay. Because I've invented both of these characters. Okay, nice. Because that's how I spend my day at work. Yeah. <laughs> I got a little carried away. I meant to write this movie. Uh-huh. Got way too invested in the characters. Here I am. Okay. So I'm going to give you the backstory of the superhero, the ghost, which is a pretty bland name, but there's more to it, okay? Uh, so basically... There was this high-flying pro wrestler in the 90s named Death Defying Drake Danger. That was his name. Death Defying Drake Danger from the top rope. And uh, after his very tragic and ironic death in the ring, uh, he like he's kind of become like a, a legend that's been forgotten by time. Like In the wrestling world, there okay. are dudes who died in the ring, and it's like yeah. they're just kind of like legends, but like normal people probably wouldn't know their names. Sure. Um kind of forgotten until a vigilante in the city uh wearing his old like outfit and using like his signature move in fights uh to put away criminals starts popping up in the city and everybody's like what in the world and so uh the headlines are like drake danger truly death defying you know question mark (laughs) uh headlines Uh, are flying around basically it Everybody starts calling this new superhero the ghost of Drake Danger, but that gets kind of shortened to the ghost. Okay. And um, imagine a Batman, uh, Nightwing, you know, a very acrobatic but dark hero. Yeah. And he's wearing kind of like, um, it looks like kind of like a wrestling outfit, but he's got a mask. Okay. A full mask, not just a half mask, full mask. It's like Batman with Bane's body. Well, he's not that <laughs> he's big. Not, he's not that big, but I, the Bane mask a little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cla- it's kind of like a like a Spider-Man mask yeah. or a Deadpool mask. It just okay. covers his whole face. And that's like super important. Okay. It's just like the fact that you can't see who he is. Yeah. Because the my idea for the story, and I kind of built everything around this idea, and it's yeah. the thing that I am actually really think is cool, is... Um, we don't really have secret identities with superheroes anymore. Like Marvel yeah. kind of took that away. Yeah. Used to be like that was like the most important thing about a superhero was his secret identity. And we always watch superhero movies from the perspective of the superhero. So we mm-hmm. always know the identity. Yeah. And I was watching Scream, the original Scream the other day. And I was like, oh, you know, the whole point of th- these movies and a lot of movies is like, yeah. oh, who's the bad guy? Who's the villain under the mask? Yeah. I don't know if there's been a movie where the audience doesn't know the superhero's secret identity. Exactly. Yeah. It's been so long. Yeah. Like, since Spider-Man's the last one that's hung on. Yeah. And super bad. But even, we kind of all know the... Well, you know Clark Kent. Yeah. And you know Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Like, everyone knows. Yeah. Uh, Everyone knows Bruce Wayne is Batman. So... Uh, I was watching these. I've been watching these videos on YouTube where like, they go through like the whole canon of these comic book characters over the years. And when Batman first came out, 
like in one of the issues, it was telling the story of Batman, and then it was telling this like story of this like boring rich guy. Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, "What is up with this rich guy?" <laughs> and then it ends up at the end that rich guy is Bruce Wayne, and you find out he's Batman, and that's like a cool moment. Yeah. And I'm like, "Oh, we don't get that anymore because we are through the eyes yeah. of the secret identity." So this movie, I thought would be really cool if the audience and the villain, we don't know who the superhero is. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, that's kind of, that was kind of the, the big idea. So, so the story is centered on the supervillain and we're seeing it through the, we're seeing it through his eyes and also the perspective of the city, everyone on the ground. Exactly. Or the superhero is just this mysterious figure. And we don't and know it, who he is. We barely see him fight until we're getting attacked by exactly. him. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and like when you watch a screen movie, the whole time you're like, oh, who's Ghostface? Yeah. In this movie, you want to try to figure out who the superhero is. And I want there to be red herrings all yeah. throughout where he's you see someone. A ghost. Well, he's not really a ghost. But they call it what? Yeah, yeah. they think he's a ghost. Yeah. Just like they think Batman lives in the shadows or whatever. Uh-huh. I think as an audience with these iconic superheroes, we kind of lose a lot of that. Yeah. Because it's like, yeah, Batman's really scary. Not to us, because we're with him for the whole two hours. Uh-huh. But to everyone else. Everyone else. Like, if you were just one of the street criminals, that's terrifying. Some dude yeah. just comes out of the shadows. Um. So this is from that perspective. And that's kind of what the whole idea is built around. So okay. bear with me. Um. Oh, but, oh, yeah, he's not actually a ghost of a wrestler. He's just, well, I'm not going to give away who he is Mm -hmm. because that's, like, the big ending is you kind of get to figure it out. But uh, he's just taking on that mantle. Like, that's his superhero gimmick. Okay, um, and then Ouija. Our main character, the supervillain, Richie, his... He's nicknamed Ouija by all the prisoners because he has these markings all over him that are like tattooed looking and they're like different letters. And then like on the palms of his hand, he has, you know, yes and no, like a Ouija board. He looks like a walking Ouija board, very sunken, creepy looking, very like Joker, Green Goblin, just like creepy criminal. I can picture the tattoos. Yeah. Does he, does he like use himself to communicate with? The idea is um, he disappeared. When he was using that Ouija board, he disappeared. He went to the the afterlife. He went to like wherever ghosts are. And he spent so much time. He spent that 10 years or so in the spirit world or whatever. And basically his powers are he can communicate with ghosts. I liked the idea of him having like a ghost sidekick. Mm -hmm. Like all of his his henchmen. You know, in, in like the cartoons and stuff, their lead henchman's usually like kind of like a dumb big guy. Mm-hmm. It's a ghost. Like, I thought yeah. that was fun. <laughs> so, like, he can talk with ghosts, and he, he knows everything that's going on in, like, the spirit world. It's like Danny Phantom, kind mm-hmm. of. Um, But when he went to jail, he didn't have access to, like, a Ouija boy board or anything, and he still oh, hadn't really okay. got his... It's, it's not like a a simple act like it's yeah. a complicated thing and so he started marking himself okay so he could use himself as a ouija board nice so that he could talk to to the, the spirits nice. um so yeah that's ouija cool which i think is also just yeah. kind of a cool name ouija. also there might already be comic book people named ouija and the ghost i don't know okay there's yeah. they've done everything that's true when yeah. i was working on this today i kept googling uh, comic book characters named Whatever, and there was like forty. So I was just like, yeah. "Bear with me." <laughs> okay. Um, 
Yeah. So Ouija breaks out of jail um, because <clears throat> immediately he's like, oh, this new superhero dude's a ghost. And so he starts talking to the spirits. And for the first time ever, like they're like, oh, we don't know. He's like, what do you mean you don't know? You know everything. Like, go find out. And they're like, we have no idea who this guy is. And so that starts the obsession. Yeah. And he's like, well, he's not really a ghost. Or at least I don't think he's really a ghost. Because I would know if he was a ghost. And so he's, that's, this starts his fascination with him. And he breaks out of jail. You, he, like, used the ghosts. I don't know. I haven't worked on it that hard. But all I could see in my head was, like, during a fight, uh, he's like... He can use the ghosts to like walk on, so he's like, whoo, whoo, whoo. like I don't oh, know, some cool okay. fights. I don't know, yeah. and um, I like how in that scenario it would look like he was being cool on walking on the air, but if you saw the ghosts, it's just a bunch of dudes. Yeah, like, it's like pushing them. them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're getting yeah. it. You're seeing the vision. <laughs> okay. Um, and so he breaks out of jail, and he's just obsessed with the ghost. And he's set on a path of discovering who this superhero is. And um, so his first thought is, how do I get a, How do I find out who he is? I draw him out. So he starts doing these big, you know, Joker-level terrorist attacks on this city, which causes the superhero to show up, that kind of thing. And um, we're following Richie the whole time, Ouija. The reason that, like, Joker and Batman dynamic... So Joker's whole thing is he's obsessed with Batman. Yeah. And that's what leads to all of this crazy stuff. And in this movie, you know, when you're when you're watching Batman or whatever, they're like, yeah, the Joker's obsessed with Batman. And that's just kind of like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. But in this movie, you're getting to see, you see why. every step along the way why he is yeah. so obsessed. And he's so obsessed because he's always seen what happened to him as a curse. It ruined his life. He lost 10 years of his life, and now he's the sad, sullen shell of a man. But at least he has that. And now there's this guy out there that claims to be a ghost, and he has no idea. He just feels like it's disrespectful. Mm -hmm. He's like, this is the only thing I can do, and this guy's breaking the rules. He's like, I don't know who he is. I know who everyone is. Like, this guy is hidden from ghosts. His identity is so secret, even the dead don't know who he is. And it's driving him crazy. And so he's essentially a detective. This is like a detective movie, but it's like a batshit insane dude who can talk to ghosts and he's willing to do whatever it takes to find out who this hero is, who this hero's secret identity is. He's willing to kill children. He's willing to blow up hospitals, you know, all of the crazy supervillain stuff. Is he going to dress up as a nurse before he blows up the hospital? He might. (laughs) (laughs) He might. (laughs) But yeah, you know, there's, there's big fights. Yeah. Stuff happens. I Mm -hmm. haven't, I haven't figured it out. Um, how does a how does a ghost guy how how would how would combat work between Ouija and so the ghost the superhero the ghost he doesn't have any like superpowers he's just a wrestler he's just like a he's not even a wrestler he's just okay everyone uh, he's dressed up like that wrestler that died in the nineties yeah he's just like a super fan and then maybe he has superpowers I don't know okay. I just see him as like a Batman style vigilante yeah. and he just kind of chose that for his costume. Yeah. Because also, typically, superheroes don't pick their names. Like, mm-hmm. the news gives them the name. So, I don't know. Yeah. But he's at least, like, he's strong and can fight. Yeah, he's strong. Yeah. He's like a martial artist dude. Mm-hmm. Like Batman, you know. Yeah. Um, But, like, the fights are cool. He's, like, you know, flipping around. 
it basically the and the whole time we're meeting these like red herons of people like oh i bet that could be that might be him and then there's like oh that might be him um and then of course there's like bigger red herrings that ouija himself thinks is the hero mm-hmm. but then it ultimately turns out that it's not so that's like a, a huge center point through the whole thing while all of these big events are happening fights you know acts of terror in the city leads up to a big final battle it's going to be dope trust me once i figure out what it is and um ouija against the ghost and it's like it's a it's like any other huge superhero final battle um but it's from the villain's perspective we don't know who the hero is finally at the end we watch just like in every superhero movie the villain gets defeated um, the city that this takes place in is called the Falls. It's like it's like a city okay. near like big waterfalls. Because okay. in my mind, it was like typically a lot of ghost activity yeah. happens near waterfalls. Like what, what kind of region are you picturing? I'm thinking like Pacific Northwest, but like okay. big city Pacific Northwest. Okay, like Portland. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, a, a Portland superhero would pretty be pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, so it's this big battle. He defeats him. This building has kind of collapsed, and he's dangling off the side over the falls, and he's just holding on. The ghost has him defeated. The ghost gets down and grabs him, grabs his hand with his hand, and he's like, it's over. You know, classic superhero stuff. It's over, Ouija. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and Ouija is just sobbing. We've seen this, I mean, he's been so sad. Even when we saw him at the beginning, he was this, like, shy, sad, picked-on loser, and he's still a loser. Except now he really is a loser because he can't get over the fact he's about to get locked in jail, and he's still not going to know who the ghost's identity is. And to him, that's unbearable. That, that was the motive behind everything, and now he's lost. And he's, he's sobbing, and you just have the ghost, you know, clasped hand and he's got him and he's holding him and he just goes and, he, and, he, and he, he's sobbing and he just reaches up and he rips the mask off of the ghost and in doing so it causes the ghost to let go and he's falling to his death in the waterfall you know super fall super <laughs> super far yeah but for the first time in the whole movie we see him smile because he sees the identity, and we see the identity, and it's not an important character. Like it's like some like super unimportant character we met like once really? throughout the movie. Okay. Like a pizza guy or something. Like someone yeah. so unimportant, it makes you go like, "Oh, it was him." Yeah. And, uh, but that's all that he wanted. That's all Ouija wanted. Mm-hmm. And so we just see him falling to his death happy for the first time and that's the end of the movie <laughs> cool nice i like i, I like him being a pizza guy because that's that's like from the perspective of someone in spider-man 2 whose yose yeah. pizza got delivered late like, who like, is oh, this yeah. guy yeah yeah because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i mean i i know it's been done before i'm trying oh it's like uh, in like a justice league cartoon or superman cartoon yeah. uh lex luther takes over Oh, flat. Yeah, Lex Luthor takes over uh, the Flash's body, and he goes, "Finally, I can see the Flash's secret identity." And he takes the mask off, and he goes, "I have no idea who this is," because <laughs> you expect them yeah. to be important. 
uh-huh. but they're not. So I thought that was a pretty baller idea. I like that, yeah. I'm you, building my own superhero universe. Okay, cool. <laughs> Kevin, hit him up when uh, when you're done with Marvel. I, I looked him up because you said there's probably a character named Ouija. Is there, there is a Marvel character, but he looks super minor. Oh, yeah? It is looks he like cool? he was only in one comic. It looks a little... It looks almost anime style just from this single huh. frame that I see, so I don't really know oh, okay. who he is. I think I got it then. Yeah, I think you got it. He but definitely yeah. he doesn't have the tattoos. Yeah. Definitely not the, the best pitch in the world plot-wise, yeah. but I think I built up the world to get people excited. I think you so. guys want to yeah. see a Ouija don't, don't c- comic book? <laughs> <laughs> oh, before we move on to your pitch. Okay. I paid way too much money for concept art. <laughs> did, did it come in? Did it come no, in? No, no, not yet. Oh, uh, he said uh, two to three weeks. Okay. So hopefully I'll, I'll get an update this week sometime. Yeah. But guys, I've, I've been working on this movie for probably like a year now. Uh-huh. And uh, I bought some concept art. I'm super excited. I paid yeah. way too much money. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would be scared to try to buy concept art before the draft is done yeah but I just... i've ended up changing things a lot but i was thinking about it though because i do i'll sometimes cut a rip reel for a movie before I even start working on it so i guess yeah. this is kind of your version of I, that you, you're a director yeah uh so you're kind of a visual person mm-hmm. i'm not and so i could like i usually just try to use like I know AI art mm-hmm. just to try to like visualize my ideas a little bit because I'm mm-hmm. such just like words on a page yeah. minded uh, and but like I nothing I can get I can't get it to look right and so I'm, like, I'm just gonna pay an artist yeah. and then I'm gonna use that as reference to help me a little bit because nice. like already and, and I don't mean to get us off track guys but mm-hmm. this is a little BTS yeah. um, already I'm having a little bit of trouble because I have so many characters mm-hmm. in like the kind of the, the core main characters yeah. i'm having a hard time differentiating them and so i need i thought this would be a good way to help me like okay these are four distinct characters mm-hmm. this is kind of what they look like so now i can envision that while i'm writing so i yeah. just think it would be helpful cool yeah nice. ouija ouija <laughs> ouija and the ghost yeah i i wanted the the reason i came up with that whole backstory for the ghost is just because I feel like superheroes and their biggest villain are always like, like the Flash's biggest villain is another f- fast guy. That's that's what I don't like about a lot of Marvel origins. Yeah. Is they'll make the villain just an inverted version of the hero. And so I was like, well, I need him to be somewhat ghost themed. Yeah. And so he's the, I don't know. It gets a little yeah. complicated, but it's yeah. cool. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. I like, imagine this is a real pro wrestler that died in the ring. His name was Owen Hart. Okay. Imagine some dude just starts fighting crime dressed as Owen Hart. Yeah. In 2023, uh-huh. we'd be like, "Is that the ghost of Owen Hart?" And it's not. Yeah. But it that could would, be. That would be a great way to kickstart a wrestling career. Is it just do vigilante crime, <laughs> or not crime, but a crime fighting? <laughs> 
and then everyone's like, who's this guy? And then, and then they show up on WWE Monday exactly. Night Raw. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> either either they would be like, I want to retire now, or they would do something controversial, and then they'd go the Logan Paul route to redeem themselves. <laughs> That's very funny. A superhero is canceled, so they go to like... It gets canceled for whatever the vigilante equivalent of police brutality is. And they're like, uh, you went sense. too hard on that minor criminal. <laughs> That was just selling loose cigarettes, and then you got to be like, "Well, I'll go, I'll go fight this other dude you also don't like." And then it was like, "Cool, you can have a podcast now. We you can like have you. a podcast. You could be on Ben Shapiro's yeah. podcast where he talks about how criminals deserved it." Yeah. Uh, there's a comic book uh, where uh, Joker takes over as Batman for a night and okay. just kills someone who has like 21 items in a 20 items or less line at the grocery store and he's like i'm vengeance <laughs> so i thought that was pretty funny i'm super excited to see what super oh, okay. did <laughs> nice going so, back if i could have like actually done the assignment correctly yeah i would have done like green goblet okay yeah. nice that would be cool yeah so of course like where i was coming at this from was we're thinking about all these movies Sony is making now. Yeah, the Sony-verse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's like, well, we can't quite get all the Spider-Man rights, but we have all the Spider-Man villains. So we're mm. just going to make the Spider-Man villains without Spider-Man. Venom yeah. movies seem to have done okay. They're pretty good. We're getting this Craven movie. Hopefully it'll be all right. Yeah. And they're they're building toward the Sinister Six. Kind of, maybe. They, they've been building toward the Sinister Six for a long time. Like over a decade. Since Andrew Garfield was Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, and of course on the DC side, uh, Joker is one of the most financially successful yeah. movies of the past decade. Yeah. A and, billion at the box office, baby. Yeah. Yeah. So I was looking at all these villains and I was like, you know what? I kind of, I kind of don't want to do any of them. <laughs> I, uh, it, it's such a challenge because I feel like what makes the villains interesting is the contrast with their hero. And when you yeah. take the hero away, you lose a lot, yeah. which is why Sony ends up just making them heroes. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the other thing. It's like they're kind of heroic figures, and I don't know. None of the supervillain movies that have come out to me at least, seem to fully grapple with the idea of an anti-hero. They kind of right. have to place them in as a, a little hero. Bit more yeah. 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 Oh, Morbius is another oh, one of those. <laughs> I totally forgot about yeah, Morbius. Morbius is technically a... Yeah. I watched a little... Somebody dropped the entire thing in a, in a Discord <laughs> attachment. <laughs> and you just started watching some of it? I just watched the first five minutes of it. But I was like, this this is going to be the only way. I'm exclusively going to consume Morbius via <laughs> Discord. Discord. Yeah. That's really funny. I was like, well, if I'm not going to... Well, okay. If I was for real going to do a supervillain, I've had an idea. I was going to shoot a, like a concept short for this forever ago. But my favorite supervillain... I took a summer and I read the original Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man, yeah. from like the first issue all the way up to maybe like 80s or something. Nice. So yeah. A lot of stuff. My favorite villain was always the Prowler, and he was nice. only in like two of those original comics, but yeah. his origin comic was really interesting. I was going to make something just about him, but uh, then the Spider-Verse movies came out, and now they everybody agreed. knows who the Prowler is. Yeah, yeah they yeah. agreed with you. That, that's how I felt about... Um, Spot, 
Yeah, yeah. He was my favorite Spider-Man villain, and then yeah. now he's like the Spider-Man villain. Yeah, which uh, I guess, you know, the Spider-Verse people just have good taste in, Amen. in villains. But uh, So I'm going to show you, let me frame this correctly so you don't, you just see a little bit of this. <laughs> okay. Oh no, <laughs> what could this be? So the guy I ended up going with, because uh-huh. again, I wanted to... I wanted to stay true to the idea of we're making it just about the villain, and he isn't going to have a specific hero that he would normally fight. He so, is not going to have a. He is. He's, or, or like he the the person he's usually fighting isn't going to be. Oh, okay. Present, but, okay, so this was like you don't have the rights to the hero. You're going all the way in. I mean, maybe a little. You see. Okay, so okay, this okay. this is an X Men villain. So it's going to take place okay. at Doctor Xavier's school for the gifted. So, oh, nice. Where uh. We're opening. Oh no! A bunch of kids are coming in. It's it's like the start of the school year. A bunch of new recruits are coming in. A bunch oh, no. of kids, and we see all these people with weird powers. These teenagers is like, I got fire powers. Yeah, all what's your name? Fireman. Fireman. It's like, yeah. it's like <laughs> I got water powers. What's your name? Waterman. It's like. like I've got Earth powers. What's your name? Zeke. Yeah. Huh? Sorry. You beat me to my punchline. Oh, did I really? Oh, man. My bad, dude. I'm just too good. No, I'm joking. That's just how X-Men is. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, there's somebody with, like, half lizard skin. And there's somebody with, like, saber-toothed tusks coming out of their teeth. Yeah. And he's doing a big roar. And everyone's like, yeah. Saber. There's this dude. His name is Alan. I think his name is Alan. <laughs> yeah, his name is Alan. Alan yeah. Kupperberg. And this is this is his suit. So he looks like a formidable villain, okay. you know. Yeah. For those of you listening, it's it's just imagine Batman's suit like without Batman. the yeah. without the ears, you know. Looks shredded. Exactly. Looks good, yeah. Dude. Yeah, he's a I strong looking dude. And then everyone's like, "What? What's your name?" It's like, "I'm I'm Alan." <laughs> it's yeah. Like, Alan. It's like, "What are What are your powers, Alan?" It's like, "I'd rather not." <laughs> what is his power? Like, oh, come on, Alan, do it. And Alan's like, uh, "No, I don't know. Let's figure out what that guy does." I'm like, come on, <laughs> Alan, you got to show us what you do, okay? Don't be scared. Like, we we aren't gonna get scared, you know? Like. Yeah. We've seen a lot. You know, we've been hanging out with this saber tooth man all day. Like, whatever you got, we could handle it. Show us what you could do. Oh, no. And so, Alan does his thing. And we just cut to outside the school. And we just hear the entire school laughing at him. Oh, what is his power? <laughs> and so, it's just a wide shot. That was Xavier's school. And they get <laughs> laughter. We cut to a wider shot. More laughter. We cut to like miles away. We still hear the laughter. Oh, man. Is this live action? Yeah, of course. Even <laughs> if it's live action, you should still have like the haws of a comic book <laughs> yeah, font yeah, yeah. filling the screen. Yeah. Anyway, we cut to lunch. Everybody's making fun, making of, fun of him. Dang. We cut to the first day of class. Everyone's making fun of Alan. We cut to walking around the halls. Everyone's pointing and whispering. It's like, oh, that's the guy that does this. And he's just hanging his head. I can't wait to find out what he does. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. The audience (laughs) still doesn't know what he does. But uh, one day, it's lunchtime. And Alan isn't in there. He's not in his normal seat. Some some kids walk up to go make fun of him. And it's like, wait, where did Alan go? I was like, I don't know. I I haven't seen Alan at all. 
But uh, anyway, they keep on eating. The the biggest bully of them all, who I didn't pick a specific X-Men, but someone with fire powers, I guess. It's yeah. always them. I love how in a superhero school, there's still bullies. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. The fire guy is like, oh, I guess I don't, I don't know where he is. Anyway, he takes a, they got ice cream in there. He takes a big bite of ice cream. And then he feels something a little weird. <laughs> he feels something a little weird. And we start to see, like, stuff from, like, inside his throat punching him. And he's starting to choke. And he then turns into ice out, cream? Out of, out of his mouth bursts Alan. <laughs> Killing him? Like, graphically or just jumping out Not of his mouth? Not graphically. Like, enough to stretch it a little just to, like, scare him a little. But he jumps oh. out, comes to full form. It's like, ha! You thought I was useless. And then we get that. His name is I Scream. <laughs> this is this is a Marvel villain that appeared in two comics. No, his name way. is I Scream. E Y E Scream, and his whole superpower is he could turn into ice cream. No way. Yep. No way. Yep. Hold on. Let me see that picture. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Hold on. Can I read this dramatically, like his text box? You're welcome, kid. Now who's next? Pick a flavor. Sky's the limit. Ice cream. He just turns into ice cream? Yeah, that's that's the whole power. But uh, the funny thing about it is, is he, he only showed up in one issue, and then he makes a little cameo in another kind of as a joke. But the ironic thing about the one issue he shows up in is even though his only superpower is he turns into ice cream, it's a surprisingly effective power is to have. Yeah, yeah. So... Uh, Essentially, what's going to happen in this movie is based heavily off of the comic that he's in. Okay. But essentially, in this universe, right after the incident where he had the bully eat him and then he burst out of his mouth, uh, he gets suspended. And since he's been a loner, every time we've seen him walking by himself, he always has these big headphones on. He's just listening to, to music, you know? Okay. Like Eminem or something, you know. Here's him half ice cream. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's listening to Eminem, of course. <laughs> exactly. He's 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 listening to school shooter type music. Yeah, you know? no, one hundred percent. But uh, he gets suspended and his headphones are confiscated. Ah. Whoever whoever is like the the day to day, we know Charles Xavier is like the big headmaster, but whoever is like the day to day walking around enforcing rules, like a vice principal sort of thing, they confiscate his headphones as punishment. Interesting. And he's like, I need to get those back. And so he turns into ice cream and manages to slip under the doors. And nice. There's just a puddle of ice cream slogging around on this office floor after hours yeah but he's he's in the vice principal's (laughs) office she just happens to be having a major meeting with a lot of the major x-men charles xavier wolverine Wolverine, cyclops storm they're all talking about this big weapon that they've they've captured from magneto and have hidden deep in the darkest safe yeah underneath the school school and how they need to protect it and no one could know about this and of course he was just trying to get his headphones back but now he's heard all of this information oh snap but uh Charles Xavier begins to know something a little funny but uh the thing about ice cream is uh 
he has total control over what molecules are ice cream and what aren't. And so what he can do is he could become almost 100% ice cream if he wants. Now, if he becomes 100% ice cream, he loses all consciousness and he is just a puddle of ice cream. But if he if he could like erode his brain power away just enough, he could be more ice cream than human enough so that even Charles Xavier can't detect him. And so that's what he does. Wait, is that legit? He if he go like he can't go full ice cream because then he'll just be stuck as ice cream forever. I'm making this up a little, but no, I'm, but it makes sense. I'm making this up to explain something that happens in the source material, though. But uh, he he manages to do this, and then he swipes the headphones. But he's he's waiting until after all of these people walk away from the meeting mm-hmm. to try to get out because it's too risky. So now right. it's just him and the vice principal who's hanging around. He tries to escape, but uh, when he's transforming back, he gets caught. The vice principal catches him. She doesn't know that he overheard all this stuff. He's just like, this is a kid trying to get his headphones. And, of course, in between that and another major incident, he is now expelled from Xavier's school for the gifted. And he, he is furious because his entire life, he was made fun of being ice cream and randomly turning into ice cream before he knew how to control his powers and even when he was a, an older kid and knew how to hide it he he didn't like eating ice cream because that's him and all the kids oh, made fun yeah. of him because he wouldn't eat ice cream and there was one place in the world that he felt like he could belong and it was Xavier's school for the gifted Dang. the school where all the other freaks go Dang. and finally these people on the fringes of society could be accepted but now even there they made fun of him there there's truly no justice in the world and so he decides I see why he become a, yeah, a villain I am going to show them that I am actually the most powerful X-Men I am going to sneak oh, in snap. to escape your school for the gifted and I am going to steal that weapon that they were talking about that's baller Yeah, baller from the ice cream man and so the whole movie is just you know a heist movie about ice cream the ice cream man (laughs) going in and stealing this thing and it is based on the issue of x-men he was in it's uh it's during a birthday party for kitty pride xavier has hired this clown obnoxio the clown and they're having a big birthday party and ice cream is trying to break into the school while this birthday party is happening. And again, his, his whole power is he just turns into ice cream. But again, if you think about it, it, it's a really good power for someone to commit a heist with. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, you, until someone's like, hey, why is there ice cream on this bank floor? Yeah, yeah. Let's clean it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it is kind of, if you think about, if you think about, not Aquaman, like Hydro yeah. Spider-Man or even Sandman. Yeah. Like their powers are just transformed into different stuff and enough of the stuff of Mast can be formidable. Okay. But he's also, he's he's a different version. Like with water, if you put enough fire on it, you could evaporate it. You can't evaporate ice cream as easily. That's true because it's thicker. Yeah. So anyway, he's doing some reconnaissance. And he realizes that there's going to be this big birthday party on this day. <laughs> <laughs> and so he he 
he knows that people are very careful about what goes in and out of Xavier's of course, school. Yeah. And so he knows where the food's going to be brought in. And so, of course, at a birthday party, there's going to be ice cream. And so he manages to sneak into a vat of ice cream that's already there. Nice. Which, you know, that that does two things for him. Once, he has a great way to conspicuously get in, inconspicuously get in. Yeah. But also, he has more ice cream that he could work with because he has his body mass of ice cream oh, and now he, he has even more it? ice cream oh, okay yeah, yeah. yeah and of course there's a big birthday party and he has to he has to manage to sneak out of the vat of ice cream into the corridors and then eventually down in the deepest depths and as he's sneaking out he's just this big puddle of ice cream and he's the way he's inconspicuous about it since he's at a birthday party and he's ice cream, if he needs to stop at any moment, he can make it look like someone just spilled their ice cream. So at one moment, there's going to be a really tense moment where he's sneaking around, but then somebody's about to open a thing and find him. And so he just launches like onto Wolverine. And so he is like on Wolverine's chest. And Wolverine all big and strong is breathing. And he's like, okay, who did that? Who did that? Who spilled ice cream on me? Who spilled ice cream on me? And he doesn't know (laughs) that the person he's looking for is right here. That's fun. That's good stuff. But uh, as he's getting out of the birthday room, he... uh, he accidentally trips an alarm oh. and all the X-Men are alert. And again, since this is a birthday party for one of the biggest X-Men, like all of the biggest X-Men are there, are there or at least yeah. all the ones we could afford to get, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if, uh, <laughs> I'm blanking on the name. I don't know if Wolverine himself is actually going to oh, be Hugh in this. Jackman? Hugh Jackman. I almost said Hugh Lowry. Hugh Lowry. Hey, I'd love to see I him know. as Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> honestly though yeah i'm thinking purely because i'm at your place and you talk about house so yeah it's, yeah it's the first you okay so the rest of this movie the entire x-men are on high alert because they know somebody is has already broken into mm. the school but they're assuming that the only person that could break in has to be this mastermind criminal with amazing powers we've never seen before and, and not so ice cream yeah and so all of their security measures are extreme overkill and they would take anyone else down but they can't take ice cream down so right you know at one moment he's going through a corridor and they're like okay we're gonna have a mutant with freeze powers freeze him but of course he's already frozen and so oh snap he's he kind of he becomes a sorbet or something (laughs) frozen yogurt yeah exactly and he's like okay we need someone with with heat powers and heat powers like is is one of his biggest weaknesses but still he doesn't completely melt because he isn't pure water just right. yet yeah he manages to get past this they're so like okay we're gonna send in this giant giant animal we're gonna send in the the saber tooth guy yeah. to come get him and this giant animal is like charging around but and uh you can't really just cut him around anything. on ice yeah, cream yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And again, every time someone is close to discovering him, he just acts like he's a puddle of ice cream on the floor. And everybody, all of the biggest X-Men, the Wolverines, the the Charles Xavier's, everyone, they're chasing this guy. They still have their birthday hats on. <laughs> they still <laughs> have their party favors on them. Yeah, yeah. And so anytime he's almost caught, he just becomes a puddle. And he's just like, oh, you got some, uh, you got stuff on you. It's like, oh, okay. oh man, that's really good. 
And so the movie will end with him finally getting to the weapon and he's about to get it out. But then his final foe is Charles Xavier himself. And he has to, he's trying to use his mind powers to detect him. And of course he's gotten to to 98% ice cream, 99% ice cream, 95% ice cream. You can't, you can't go full ice cream. Oh no. (laughs) But then Charles Xavier manages to discover him. He's like, ice cream get up and then that's when ice cream has this big monologue about how this was the place where he was supposed to belong he doesn't belong here but i showed all of you and then the big climax fight is him just dissipating into a puddle and he's escaping and then just epic shot of him running out of xavier school for the gifted all of the x-men are chasing him yeah just run and then all of the kids that originally made fun of him are watching and they think this is hilarious because they're high schoolers and they're watching all their teachers like, run after, run ice after cream. a former student. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so all the people that bullied him before are clapping at him. And I yeah. mean, has he taken the terrible weapon? Like, does he have the terrible weapon? He left weapon? it behind. He oh, left he just it wanted behind. to prove exactly. he could have taken it. Yeah. Because he has proved that he is now powerful. Yeah. Okay. The end. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's fun. Oh, oh, and the one last thing is a uh, you asked if this is animated or live action. I want it to be live action purely so <laughs> we could fully lean into the camp of this. You remember this commercial? Oh, yeah. You ever see this? The uh the ice cream man that's a uh, yeah. eating his own ice cream. It's terrifying. That's going to That's going to be, gonna what be what ice cream. Like. Oh man. When he goes, of course he he kind of looks like Batman originally. For those in-between moments where he he's not look... a puddle but oh. he's not him. <laughs> oh god. He's this guy. That's terrifying. <laughs> um and that's why he gets made fun of too. On the ice cream wiki, there's two ice cream super Oh, so the other one is going to turn up in, in the a, post-credits. In post-credits. I was thinking of weaving this person into the story, and you know, if I was going to write this for real, maybe I would. But uh, there, there is another ice cream person. They're called Soft Serve. Only yeah. their power is that they become ice cream. Their ice cream, or their power is they poop ice cream, and that's their whole power. <laughs> Which I thought there was something there of like, this is a dude that's tired of being made fun of. But then along yeah. the way, he meets someone with an even worse, with power. an even lamer power than him. And he almost doesn't want to hang out with him. Right. Yeah, but yeah, then yeah. at the turning point, he's like, you know what? I'm You're doing cool this guy. for all the all the people that get made fun of. I'm a I'm a commit a heist with. I couldn't yeah. figure out how to work him into the heist. I mean, he can but... make unlimited ice cream for ice cream to use. Oh, yeah. I didn't think of that. That would be cool. Yeah. And then there's also a fun gag of like, I don't want to like fuse your poop with me. Yeah. uh, And he's like, but it's ice cream. (laughs) Yeah. 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 (laughs) You've chosen a wild, (laughs) wild. (laughs) It, It feels like sky high in tone. I know. That's yeah. I feel like Marvel could capitalize on that. And I, I like the idea of. I've always wanted to see, and I know there's an animated X-Men series. Maybe they'll do something with this, with that. But I've always wanted Maybe. to see a high school movie set in Xavier's School for the Gifted, like with yeah. the tone 
of a high school movie. Yeah. Of like a Ferris Bueller, a Breakfast Club. I think this a is Mean Girls, something like that. Book Smart, Bottoms. Like Seth Rogen could do it. Which yeah. actually, speaking of Seth Rogen, uh, the trailer for the new The Boys spinoff show. Oh yeah. Uh, it's a college movie. Yeah. A college for superheroes. Yeah. So that's a similar thing. Exactly. There's a, yeah. there's a market for it. Yeah. No, this was really fun. I could definitely see it, it being an animated movie. Uh-huh. Like, I could definitely... I would watch that a million yeah. times. Yeah. Uh, I want to see it in live action just because of that freak. <laughs> that freak. Because, again, like, it seems a little harsh for the entire school to make fun of someone with just a kind of lame superpower. But if they're lame and, and they also look like that look freak, like a freak. <laughs> I want to bully them. Yeah. After you showed me that, I'm terrified yeah. of them. <laughs> I'd beat him up. I'd beat up ice cream. I don't even have powers and I'd beat him up. (laughs) The power is so lame. But if you get creative with it, think of all the things you could do if you could become ice cream. Like you could you could lodge yourself inside someone's throat. You could clog their wood pipe. You could go into their bloodstream. You could make them slip off of a building. It's pretty wild. I'd love to see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean I definitely think I I wanna see you create a whole superhero universe of like useless superheroes and villains like that so it's it's funny you say that. i feel like we've talked about this i don't think i've said this on air before but i know what you're about to say one of my dream projects which i hope doesn't get done and i hope the mcu doesn't fully collapse before, before i'm in the position the to do it but there's a comic series called the great lakes avengers and <laughs> the whole the whole premise of it is at this point in the MCU, there's an East Coast and a West Coast Avengers, and there's a guy that wants to start one in the Great Lakes, <laughs> and it's a group of all of the worst, lamest <laughs> superheroes, and they're trying to live up to the other Avengers and can't. Yeah. Yeah. I think I there's a place for so it. Much. Superhero fatigue has really hit everyone, I think, at this point. Yeah, it's it's hit me. Scrolling through all the supervillains, yeah. I was like, you know... I'm good. I want to... Yeah. I still love comic books. Yeah. <clears throat> but superhero movies, I'm I'm done. Yeah. Uh, I think it's going to be rejuvenated when James Gunn's DCU starts. Yeah. Because <clears throat> I just love DC so yeah. much, and I feel like there hasn't been a good like, yeah. representation yet. And I'm hoping this would be it, but... Yeah. We'll see what happens. Like... Yeah. I think it's set up to be good, but also on the flip side, there's a lot more pressure on him now than there was when Kevin Feige was starting. Yeah. It will be bigger expectations. Who knows, man? man? Who knows? You've been seeing that stuff about people who have been paying Rotten Tomatoes reviewers? Oh, yeah, yeah. To which boost uh, their scores? You know, the way Rotten Tomatoes works is, is great. Because really, if if you want, you can just gang up a bunch of people together and make the score of a movie whatever you want it to be. Yeah. Like uh like the GameStop stock. Yeah. You can do that but for a movie. Yeah. Yeah, very interesting. Yeah. This I think this was a great episode. Yeah, I have fun. It was, it was fun, cool. man. Yeah. <laughs> Ice cream oh, and yeah. Ouija. Ouija. They would yeah. team up. Yeah. So guys, <laughs> let us know which pitch you want to see as a movie the most uh go to go to our instagram look for the the episode graphic what you see in your podcast player leave a comment under that letting us know who you're voting for 
Yeah. We're neck and neck this season, so be casting really those heads. Yeah. It really has been. Um, energy, a little low this episode, but really mm. fun movie, so yep. I think it makes up for it. Yep. Um, I'm also not above paying someone <laughs> to make a whole comic book yeah. of Ouija yeah. and the ghost. So... I mean, how how much did that that one piece of content art cost? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> multiply that. I mean, that's that's not even a page of comic, but no, that's, that's one, one frame of a. Yeah. That's one panel. I, I, hey, are you a good artist? <laughs> Do you like making comic books? Call written by because yeah. we have ideas. <laughs> Honestly, our superhero thing. We've oh, talked on and off about making yeah, it a it's comic. Not even, it's. I think it's a. Uh, I wouldn't even call it a superhero thing, because yeah. I think it does a disservice to what we created. Yeah, I think it's an action adventure film. Sure, yeah, it, yeah. it is loosely inspired by comic superhero tropes. I yes. would say, yeah. yeah, but I think there's still a place for it in the world of superhero fatigue. I think there's still a place for our thing, yeah. and we would love to do it as a comic book. If you, if you, <laughs> <laughs> the first thing we ever wrote together. All right, I'm just rambling at this point. Yeah, guys, we'll see you next week. I wrote a movie about a supervillain, so it's completely from the perspective of the supervillain. And what I wanted to do with my movie that I don't think has really been done before is the idea of, as an audience and our main character, the supervillain, they don't know the secret identity of the superhero. So the superhero in my story Instead of trying to guess who the bad guy is, like in the Scream movies, like, oh, who is Ghostface? You're left wondering who the superhero is and trying to figure out who the superhero's identity really is. And in my movie, you have this supervillain named Ouija. He has the ability to, like, talk to ghosts, kind of like Danny Phantom, but evil. And he's up against this superhero named The Ghost. He's called The Ghost because he's in the shadows and stuff like Batman. But in the movie, he's constantly trying to figure out the secret identity of The Ghost. And at the end, we find out who it really is and it's supposed to be like a big shock reveal but usually the big shock reveal is with the villains not the superheroes so i don't know maybe maybe this is something so we're all making super villain movies now we got this craven movie joker i think the super villain that deserves a movie is ice cream now ice cream was in two x-men comics and his superpower is he could transform into ice cream now that sounds like a really lame superpower, and it kind of is, but it's also surprisingly effective. So what would happen in my movie is he is a kid going to Xavier School for the Gifted, and he's expecting to finally fit in among fellow outcasts. But since his power is so weird, everyone makes fun of him. And so this drives him to the breaking point. He figures out that there's a secret weapon in the school that all the X-Men are guarding. And so he is going to steal it to prove to everybody that he is a powerful supervillain. So it's a whole heist movie and all the X-Men are being outsmarted and they think it's some big superpowered supervillain, but it's just a puddle of ice cream. That, hey. uh, that blender animation. Thanks, man. So cool, man. Thanks, thanks man. Uh, Guys, Chase made that if you didn't I did. know. I, uh, I, I spent probably like a month or two of my life doing nothing but learning Blender. And the yeah. only thing I've made really is that. <laughs> 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 worth it. Worth it. 100% yeah. worth it. Um, hey, thanks for listening to this episode, guys. Yeah, guys. This was um, Supervillain. Yep, super villain episode. This was a fun one. I think this one was pretty unique. 
Because we've yeah. done a lot of superhero stuff over the seasons, but this is like, this was a cool, we both took it in a very interesting exactly. dynamic. Exactly, yeah. Can't wait to see how people vote for it. Guys, if you want to vote, <laughs> go to our Instagram. Our post from today has the same episode graphic as what you see in your podcast player. Leave a comment yeah. under that, letting us know which pitch you like the best. Hey, speaking of that, last Rival Pitches was our Shrek spinoff. That's right. Yep. And the winner from that week is... Me! Hey. I won. So I think we've gone... You are currently in the lead now by one. Oh, snap! <laughs> I don't think I've ever been in the lead. It's either been you ahead of me or tied. Yeah. Oh, snap. Y'all oh. didn't know I'm bringing out the A game this season. Uh, but I, I am curious to see, because I mean... So, Ice cream man, it's going to be hard to beat this uh, week. <laughs> ice cream. Ice cream. Yeah. Hey, but yeah, this episode was a ton of fun. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, if you want to follow us on social media, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, all, all of them. TikTok, at Written by Podcast or yeah. at Written by Pod. Our email is written by podcast at gmail.com. If you have any ideas for future Rival Pitch episodes, we're finishing up the season. We're about to record our last few. So we if really you have a suggestion, some. get them in because we don't know what we're going to do. Yeah, we don't know what we're doing for next week. Uh, <laughs> uh, and anything else? Uh, pretty much it right yeah uh follow us on our youtube at written by pod trouble yeah. date is still on there i think we're yeah. almost at a thousand views on that yeah so get us to a thousand those views numbers up on our short film trouble date which was written on this podcast yeah we, we've been working on some really cool stuff um we'll probably talk a little bit more about it at the season finale which is coming up exactly yeah we uh in december there's, there's been a lot of short film talk circulating about yeah. projects you know about projects you don't know about we'll just we'll see which one takes but uh we'll see yeah Awesome. Thank you, guys.